This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Today's a Wednesday, July 15th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a uh, crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. Uh, a little tired, like I warned you guys I would be. The, a little late night shift. I have uh, two more of these. So uh, actually, yeah, two, because one of them won't affect our show because uh, it's on a Sunday. So. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a 3.30 a.m. escape. So I, there's, that would be an awful show to do. <laughs> <laughs> I could so only I'm glad imagine. We're not, I'm glad we're not doing it on Sunday. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Ryan Wink, who is one of our co-hosts, is not with us uh, this week. Uh, we expect him to be back uh, next week. He's taking care of some things. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and start out with a question, as I do each and every day. Tony, you know, we're in the middle of summer. It's hot. What is the worst sunburn you've ever had? Uh, probably... Uh... Ten years ago in San Diego, I I had a pretty bad one. I, I fell asleep on the beach, uh, <laughs> and I I got all lobstered on the front, you know, because uh, me and my ex we used to obviously like you dip in for a bit, but the big thing is just to kick back and listen to the ocean and uh, just relax. And uh, totally fell asleep and uh, turned it. Yeah, I definitely had like really 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 red chest and shoulders. Oh no! Oh. Had to go buy aloe vera, you know, the cooling gel. And mm-hmm. it was like that bottle, you could douse yourself in it. And it still wasn't enough for how damn burnt uh, I got. <laughs> so, yeah, that was probably about 10 years ago. When you fell asleep, did you fall asleep with maybe your hand on your chest or a book or, or something on there that it left uh, outline? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I had like my hand uh, across my uh, chubby belly there and uh, I had like his hand, like, you know, like an arm. And then, like, kind of an outline of a thumb <laughs> right here. So, yeah, I, I did have something like that. Yeah, I mean, we've all had bad sunburns. I think, for me, the worst was uh, one of the uh, concert festivals we went to in Marysville over by Sacramento. Oh, and, yes, uh, that 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, shoulders, top of my head. Uh, you know, I'm blonde and fair-skinned, so I burn pretty easily. But not as bad as this guy. So this story comes, and I know we always do it on Thursdays with uh, our Florida man, but I figure there's enough Florida uh, stories that uh, this one would be okay. So a horrifically sunburnt man was branded Hellboy after emerging from the sea looking <laughs> redder than the devil movie character. The scorched swimmer was spotted in a video of stingrays at a beach in Florida. The clip of three large rays was shared on Twitter by ABC News at the weekend, but has since gone viral. People commenting on the post called the sunburnt beachgoer Hellboy, with others saying he resembled a flaming hot Cheeto. One person wrote, Is that Satan having a swim? Another said, keep burning, Lava Man goes for a swim near Stingrays, who seem unaware of their danger. And one Twitter user branded the man as the reddest person I have ever seen. And uh, I'm going to post this on our Facebook page, but uh, this guy is so red, he's almost purple. And, uh, oh, oh, he is in that's for not good. bad, bad week. Oh, for sure. Well, on top of that, it's it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving when you're done being burnt, right? You have like the those two days of just uncomfortable pain where anything touches it, it's just aggravating and annoying. Yep. But then when it starts to heal, then it gets itchy and you're peeling and you're pulling the, all this dead skin off you for God knows how long. So yeah, he's in for a very, very bad week. I think the itch is almost worse than the burn. Oh, I hate the itch part. The I got sunburn on my ear a couple of weeks ago when I went camping. I, I didn't get burned anywhere else. It was just on my ear, and I swear I was pulling dead skin, and it was itchy nonstop. It was it was annoying. It was just my ear. So that's a yummy breakfast treat for everybody listening. <laughs> I was pulling dead skin off my ear. Well, and I just realized that I hope people didn't just join us, as I said. Sometimes the itch is worse than the burn, because taken out of context, that could go <laughs> completely different way. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, what's funny is uh, I didn't even catch it this morning when you said that, but you're right. When you put it together, my kind of humor, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, like I said, I will post this on our Facebook page, but uh, Florida's Hellboy has emerged from the sea, and ooh, I feel so sorry for this guy. But you know what? He did it to himself. Yeah, hey, you got to be smart, especially nowadays, you know, uh, with skin cancer and everything, you got to really take care of your skin out there. Or if you could avoid the cancer, man, you got to... Avoid looking like Magda from uh, something about Mary, <laughs> how she was all rubbery and orange, Ooh, or Ric Flair. That lo- Rick leathery Flair, skin. Ric Flair's yeah. another one, yeah, you know, where if you don't take care of your skin, that stuff gets leathery. <laughs> well, folks, let's talk about today's show. It is a Wednesday. Hump day! Yeah! Yeah! We have a wonderful show lined up for you. We have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Embarrassing things you learn too late in life. Our call-in topic today is the funniest TV commercials of all time. We have lawyers sharing their clients' oops moments. This day in history, and when we come back, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900 
extension 2. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 15th. Now, something we talk about each and every day is the Phoenix Line. The Phoenix Line is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners, an opportunity to call in, chime in on anything that your heart desires, and uh, you know, let us know either what you think. You can chime in on a segment that we've talked about. You can just rant and rave. It doesn't matter. Guess what? You don't even have to speak with a live person. It's a voicemail. What? I know. Most people know how voicemails work at this point. You leave a message after the beep, and then we will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, if you do want to call and leave a message, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Now, we are into the second segment of the show, and as we do every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It's July 15th, 2020, and here is the entertainment news. We're going to start with the Filippo Fast Five, where I tell you headlines, where it basically tells you what the article is. My name is Jeff. (laughs) Jimmy Fallon is back. The Tonight Show returns to 30 Rock with new safety measures. WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Sonny Sitch arrested for multiple alleged offenses. That girl's always in jail. Like, her career went... I don't even know who she is. That was Sunny from uh, back in our teenage days. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Her her name is kind of throws it off. Uh, Lori Laughlin and husband respectfully seek bail cut from $1 million to $100,000. The prosecutors approve. Aaron Andrews is the latest to be outed on Dancing with the Stars. So uh, Tyra Banks is announced as the new host replacing... Both Aaron Andrews and Tom Bergeron. Can I say that right? Bergeron. Bergeron. Why is his name's always tough for me? I said that yesterday. Yep. And uh, the last story of the Filippo Fast Five: rare copy of Super Mario Brothers sells at an auction for a record-breaking hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. Wow, that's insanity. But that was it for the Filippo Fast Five. Now let's roll on to the entertainment news. So a little teaser here. Lego plus Nintendo equals catching Thor versus Hulk Hogan, brother in a lightning cage match for the world title, dude. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Carol Baskin is not that bright. Hence, you might want to get that Carol Baskin oh, I'm getting it ready. ready. And Metallica and Star Wars. Yep, it's the news. All right, first news of the day is going to be another toy-related news, as I did yesterday. Um, Only this time we're going to go in the vein of LEGO, Nintendo Entertainment LEGO system, that is. LEGO and Nintendo are teaming up for a new LEGO set that assembles into a blocky model of Nintendo's 8-bit gaming console, the Nintendo Entertainment System, along with an interactive TV displaying Super Mario Brothers. The two companies collaborated earlier this year to create an ex- interactive Super Mario-themed sets. Which, side note, those things were creepy as all hell and yeah. didn't even really look like Legos. This legit looks like the Lego you grew up knowing This and looks loving. cool, yeah. Yeah. Designed, this is actually aimed at the adult builders. This new set contains 2,646 pieces that combine to create Nintendo's first home console, as well as a Nintendo controller, 
a game cartridge that can fit into the console, a miniature and a miniature retro TV. So if you were a kid of the 80s, this is a good shout out to Tim Nidell because he still has one of these. It's one of those old blocky TVs with the dials that you probably used to have to hit the side just to get a perfect picture. <laughs> it's something I had to deal with. Um, but uh, that part looks really cool. Now, on the display, Mario is uh, traversing through a stage from the 1985 classic, and a crank located on the side of the TV lets you move the mustache plumber up and down platforms. Woohoo! Yahoo! He doesn't make noises, though. Uh, like the early Super Mario sets, the NES kit will combine traditional building with digital technology, placing the Bluetooth creepy enabled Mario figurine from the other Mario sets on top will produce the sounds as if you're playing the original 1985 classic. Interesting. The NES, the NES Lego set will launch August 1st, the same day as the other Super Mario Lego sets for $230. Ouch. The Super Mario kits incorporate different characters and obstacles for Mario to tackle, including an expansion that lets him square off against his arch nemesis, Bowser. Shut up and take uh, my money. I think this is great for collectors out there. It's really neat. Um, I shared it up on the Phoenix page already. Um, so you can take a look at that. $230 is a little steep, but again, you're talking Lego, you're talking collector. Um, kind of at this price, you could go out and legit buy a old ass uh, tube TV, a classic Nintendo, and just play the actual Mario game. But if you're into the nostalgia and having something cool like that, It'll be available August 1st. Is this something you might be, as a collector, uh, something you'll be getting or probably not with that uh, steep price tag? It's interesting. The price tag is steep, but this this is definitely something you don't go out and buy for the uh, seven-year-old in your family for uh, Christmas. You know, this is definitely aimed at the adult Lego builder collector, you know, people more our age. Yeah, I think it looks cool. I don't know if I'll personally pick it up, but nonetheless, very cool. As Ryan always asks with the DM, if anyone wants to buy this for me or pitch in a GoFundMe <laughs> page for it, by all means, um, hit me up at the Instagram because the the uh, Facebook one is weird uh, with the point ninety four. Don't know about that. Anyways, uh, number two story today, Chris Hemsworth is bulking up for more Hulk Hogan film than he did for Thor, brother. <sighs> This is nuts. Chris Hemsworth clearly has no issue putting on size thanks to his time playing Thor on the big screen. The actor is also a huge exercise and working out enthusiast, and it's something he has displayed countless times on his Instagram page. In taking on the upcoming Hulk Hogan biopic, Hemsworth will be hitting the gym hard once again, and the actor says it will be his most physical role yet. While speaking with People Magazine, Hemsworth revealed that playing Hulk Hogan is going to require him to put on more size than he ever did to play Thor in the MCU films. This movie is going to be a really fun project, as you can imagine. The preparation for the role will be insanely physical. I will have to put on more size than I ever have before. This is a, this is a accent as well. There is the accent as well as the physical physicality and the attitude. So he's really going to have to get graspy with that, you know, having a British act or an Australian accent. Mm -hmm. That's going to be hard for him to, uh, I don't know if it'll be hard, but he's really going to have to put on, uh, on the pounds. quite the voice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
This movie, basically, I, I'm not going to read the biop on it. It's going to cover Hulk Hogan's professional career, what led him to Hulkamania, dude. <laughs> um, they, there's no script, but it looks like uh, Todd Phillips may be attached to this film as the director, and it is going to be a Netflix thing. So okay. I don't know if about you, but anybody else that's interested in seeing the Hulk Hogan biopic, brother, um, chime in below. Personally, I'd rather be into a Macho Man Randy Savage one, but uh, yeah, it's what I like better than Hogan. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Chris Hemsworth attached could be cool. It's going to be weird seeing him in that role, though. I think it's good casting, though. You know, I don't know if you ever saw when they first announced it, there was a side-by-side of Hemsworth and Hogan. You know, I, I think he's going to nail the role. I mean, he's pretty much great in everything he does. And uh, it's going to be interesting because this is authorized by Hulk Hogan, which means that they're going to skip a lot of the more uh, <laughs> salacious things that came out about him. You know, oh, yeah. Especially years. at the end, his uh, his uh, bad comments and his uh, bad choices. Yeah. And the sex um, tape. Yes. Ooh, yo, brother. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to another fun cartoon-like character. Tiger Tiger King star Carol Baskin has been recording a happy birthday message for a convicted pedophile. Oh, Oh. rut row, Carol. Are you cool, cats and kittens? (laughs) (laughs) Carol Baskin, she fell victim yet again. In a video released on social media Tuesday, the big cat city activist was shown delivering a happy birthday message to Rolf Harris. Yes, I said Rolf. The disgraced musician and former TV star who was in 2014 convicted of 12 counts of indecent assault on four teenage girls spending three years in a British prison. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskins at Big Cat Rescue, she says in the video. Hi, Rolf Harris. All your kids wanted to get together and tell you to oh, have no. <laughs> to oh no, and tell you that you have really touched them and they love oh. all that you have done for them. Baskin Baskin later gives a shout out to Jimmy Savelle, the late DJ and TV presenter, now regarded as one of the worst predators in British history, with a hundred of allegations of sexual abuse having emerged since he died in 2011. Both Savelle and Harris were investigated for sex crimes by the Metropolitan Police as part of the Operation U-Tree. I hear there's a lot of great stories about you and your best friend, Jimmy Savelle. Can't wait to hear those. Happy birthday, Rolf Baskin says. Oh, my gosh. The prank was pulled by Australian comedian Tom Armstrong and came just days after he used Cameo, in which members of the public can pay celebrities to record special messages to dupe the Seventh Heaven star Beverly Mitchell into giving Australia's most notorious serial killer, Ivan Milat, a shout out. Oh, man. This is the second time she's been duped since she also did a uh, interview by the Tonight Show people. Yep. Man, she just needs a publicist or a manager or something because that is just awful. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I get the sense she likes to take care of things herself, if you know Yeah, I mean. exactly. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> All right, we got time for. Uh, I'll make these next two real brief. Thank God they're small and they're two good ones. Metallica. Is teasing new music coming today. Um, our week just got a lot heavier courtesy of Metallica in a post the Metal Legends Instagram story. Tuesday drummer Lars Ulrich revealed that new music related to the band's S&M 2 concert will drop 
today. Interesting. So tune tune in today. Uh, new muse, new Metallica music from S and M two says in the post. A trailer is also teasing the home release of S and M two, which I just talked about with you not too long ago, and I talked to Mike the other day about. Uh, SNM 2 was a two-night concert special in San Francisco last fall. Um, they're going to reveal a box set and everything. So finally, some SNM 2, some Metallica news. And then I got a minute. I don't even really have a minute. It's time to get to birthdays. So I'll save the other story for tomorrow. So we'll just skip that one and roll into birthdays, baby. Sounds good. It's my All right, all you cool cats and kittens. Yeah, it's the birthdays of July 15th, uh-huh. Adam Savage from Mythbusters is 52. Forrest Whitaker is an actor who was in a lot of movies. Uh, what was that? Uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. That was yep. uh, one of my favorites of his. He's 58. Sophie San Filippo. Hey. A TikTok star, 16. I only threw her in because of her last name. Uh, Lane Arm, oh my gosh, his name is hard to say. Armitage, he plays young Sheldon. He's 11 years old. Happy birthday, buddy. Gabriel Inglesias, he's a comedian. He's fluffy. He's 43. Actor Terry O'Quinn, who played John Locke in Lost, turned 68. Actor Brian Austin Green, who was uh, from 90210 and dated Megan Fox and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. He's 47. And Jesse, the body Ventura, the governor, the wrestler, the predator guy. He's 69. That's your celebrity birthdays for July 15th. All right, folks. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we have, as we do on Wednesdays, Animal Tales, sponsored by Rough Riders. We'll see you guys in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 15th. Now we are all over social media. Many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. If you want to get a hold of us... You can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. And Ryan, who is uh, out this week, is at facebook.com forward slash Ryan dot wink. Or on Instagram at Names Wink. Now it is Wednesday, and as we do every Wednesday, we have Animal Tales sponsored by Rough Riders. Now Rough Riders is a local 501c3 dog rescue nonprofit dedicated to transporting dogs out from the rural kill shelters into the Reno proper area and uh, giving them a second chance at life. If you want to learn more about Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org. That's R-U-F-F riders.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rough riders saves. So with that out of the way, 
Let's get into animal tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do and the old cow just goes moo. How can that song not get you going first thing in the morning, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's start with our first story. So when you enter Yellowstone National Park, it tells you not to approach the wildlife. But one woman didn't heed that warning. Her encounter with a bison was caught on camera. Quote, the lady got way too close. She just kept provoking the bison, uh, the Larson family said. The Larsons watched the woman at the campsite over from them as she repeatedly got up next to one of two roaming bison. Quote, she was trying to reach her hand out and pet the thing. I could hear the bison making noises and blowing steam out. It was just an accident waiting to happen at that point. Jenna Larson was recording the moment the animal began to charge. She got thrown initially maybe 10, 15 feet in the air across, and she was unconscious briefly. She got up. It hit her again. Jody Larson is a nurse. She got some blankets for the woman who had no memory of what happened to her. Yellowstone National Park identified her as a woman from California. They don't give her name. Guess how old she is? Uh, 21. You would think so. But uh, in this case, you would think uh, wisdom comes with age. She was a 72-year-old woman. Uh. <laughs> oh, good for you. She didn't get hit in any vital organs. It was just two gorge marks on her sides. The Larsons say, from the moment you arrive at Wyoming, at the Wyoming Park, there are signs everywhere saying don't approach the wildlife. And the 72-year-old woman uh, obviously proves that point. Um, you know, uh, bisons are, are scary to begin with. Obviously, you know, you being in Colorado, Tony, you guys get your fair share. Those things are yeah. massive. They are massive, and on top of that, I was kind of thinking, I was like, damn, it sounds like that was like a Colorado or a Wyoming story. Look, everybody, you're listening, you're, you're intelligent because you listen to us. Um, <clears throat> just don't, if you see wildlife, admire it from afar. You don't go near it, you don't go touch it, it's wildlife for a reason. You're in their territory, you're not cute, cuddly puppies, stay away, otherwise you're going to get the... <laughs> that lady, I'm sorry, dingus. She she's like a Florida woman. You, yeah. What do you think? What are you thinking? Well, and along those lines, if you are in a national park and you do see some cute, cuddly puppies that aren't coyotes, eh, maybe you can touch them, but uh, don't don't try to approach anything that could easily kill you. No, it was like when I went camping a month ago with my sister. We saw a moose. She goes, "Whatever you do, don't go near it. Don't." And it was staring us down. She goes, "They'll run at us," and I'm just like. Bullwinkle? Huh? We get our I fair listened. share of bear encounters up here in the Tahoe area. Yeah, it's crazy. Just stay away. Good advice. Good advice. All right, let's move on to our next story. So what's a fruit-loving jumbo to do when lured by the pungent aroma of a jumbo fruit? Well, break into the store, that's what, and then come back for more. Durian, a large formidably spiky and ferociously pungent fruit native to Southeast Asia is one of the most polarizing foods around. Either you love it with a passion or you hate it with the fire of a thousand flaming dumpsters, which is 
One way, by the way, of describing the nose hair curling odor of the infamous King of Fruits. Now, Durian's inexplicable olfactory allure extends to other species besides humans. Just ask a young bull elephant from Thailand's Kang Krachen National Park. According to a name that I'm not going to bother to pronounce, owner of the Dao Kasset Palau agricultural supply store, the wild pachyderm broke down a sliding metal shutter door in order to access the ripe fruit being stored within. Later that evening, the sweet-toothed beast returned for more, smashing through the newly repaired door and absconding with ten more durians. This time, the store owner was able to catch him in the act. That's the perp above. I'll post the picture. And uh, giving a facial expression of, I regret nothing. So, a uh, yeah, in Thailand, a, a, a a young elephant broke into a agricultural store, stole some fruit, and uh, hey, when you got to eat, you got to eat, right? No. Okay. That's <laughs> just uh, okay. That's all I really got. <laughs> hey, that works. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one then. <laughs> Students at an Indian university got an unusual reprieve from upcoming exams when a large leopard was spotted roaming around the campus. As if worrying about examinations wasn't stressful enough, students at Telangana University, located in the south-central Indian city of Nizambad, had their examinations postponed when a leopard was spotted wandering around the campus. The campus in Dikpali, yes, that is the actual name, opened in 2006, and roughly 1,250 students are currently enrolled there. Now, leopards are not in common in Telangana state where a growing human population gingerly coexists with a number of wildlife sanctuaries, national parks, and the Nagarjun Sagar Tiger Reserve, the largest such dedicated tiger reserve in all of India. Though Though human-leopard interactions are increasing, Indians generally hold wildlife in great respect and make efforts to accommodate the native felines. So, while... uh, Students here in the state have to worry about uh, coronavirus uh, affecting their examinations. Nobody quite has to deal with a, uh, a roaming leopard around their campus, luckily. Yeah, there's... No, that was a weak leopard soundbite, but uh, there you go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's move on to our last story in Animal Tales. A white female giraffe thought to be the last of its kind in the world, has been killed by poachers, uh, announced by conversationists, uh, conver- conservationists in Kenya. The mother, boy, they really did not write this well. The mother and her calf were found in a skeletal state and were thought to have died at least four months ago. The statement added the animals had been killed by armed poachers. The rare giraffes had been living at the Kenyan Wildlife Sanctuary. The Kenya Wildlife Service was called to investigate the disappearance after the animals had been seen, uh, hadn't been seen for several weeks. Boy, this author really needs to uh, figure out how to write. But uh, it's sad that, you know, poachers are out there and obviously going after, you know, the last of certain species even in africa you know the the great white rhinos are protected uh by 24-hour armed guards from poachers and so unfortunately it looks like uh, we may have seen the last of the white giraffe uh which is a sad note but uh you know by telling these stories it hopefully brings a little more awareness to uh to the problem yeah 
So, folks, I, that, that doesn't... Sorry, Tone. We're running out of time. <laughs> uh, that does it for another installment of Animal Tales. When we come back, we've got uh, embarrassing things learned too late in life. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 15th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can get audio and video there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more. Uh, I think about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now, in this final segment of the first hour, before we head into our second hour, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, things that you learned a little bit later in life that might be a little embarrassing. And uh, we had done a Today Years Old topic uh, about a month and a half ago, and this sort of falls into that line, but uh, this is almost more embarrassing and uh a little more personal for some people. So wanted to go through and uh, just get your feedback tone. So the first one is somebody writes in, I have a cousin who quotes Yogi Berra on a fairly regular basis, and it wasn't until last Thanksgiving that I realized he's a real person and that my cousin hasn't been admiring the words of Yogi Bear all this time. Well, when you say Yogi Berra, obviously I know baseball player, legendary, but mm. uh, at first I thought you were going to say he's quoting like, hey, boo-boo, right. go down to the Maverick, you know, so it's a soft drink. Um, <laughs> well, and that's that- what crossed my head, but obviously, yeah, that's what he thought, too. Um, like, I can't think of any famous quotes from Yogi Berra, so that guy was pretty dedicated to uh, knowing the life of Yogi Berra. He, well, Yogi Berra has a ton of famous quotes. Um He was a quote machine. Uh, just to give you a couple examples it ain't over till it's over it's like deja vu all over again oh i live that yeah you can observe a lot just by watching uh the future ain't what it used to be uh so he makes a lot of observations that are self-explanatory but he does it in a way that it's almost poetic yeah i was gonna say Future ain't what it used to be. Ain't that the truth there, Yogi? Word, uh, Yogi. <laughs> hey, yo, boo-boo. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Book Nerd 13 writes in, I only recently found out that ponies are not baby horses, but full-sized ponies. <laughs> I, I can see where the confusion comes in, but, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's- Two different types. Yep. You know? Yep. Two different animals, but hey, you never know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that warrants a. My name is Jeff. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brotato6, 
I think that's all you need to know. Says, uh, <laughs> I was 16 when I found out that the rearview mirror in a car wasn't actually called a rearview mirror because you reviewed what was behind you. Um, well, it's not called a reviewed mirror, so I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to say because it, oh, it's not called a review mirror. It's called a rear view mirror. Might help if I actually read each letter oh. properly. <laughs> I was going to say, well, with a name like Brotado, I mean, no explanation needed. Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> hey, Brotado, no big deal. It's not a rear view mirror. It's a rear view. <laughs> I can see what's going on behind me. It's the past. It's in my mirror. <laughs> so this one from Aussie Pickle 27 Relates back to what we were just talking in Animal Tales, and wow, talk about naivety. They say, I thought buffaloes were birds, and that buffalo wings were from said birds. Who the hell ever thought buffaloes were birds? What a dingus. <laughs> oh, good. Apparently, like, Aussie Pickle 27. <laughs> Yeah, well, I get it. Like, some people, obviously, I've heard the dumb thing where, like, oh, I didn't know buffaloes had wings. They don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's what they're called. It, they're, they're chicken wings in buffalo sauce. All of this goes back to the fact that, uh, you know, when you're looking at the cross-section of the population for every brilliant, smart, world-wise person out there, there is a complete idiot on the other side and i think we're seeing a little bit of that today yeah i was gonna say it makes me feel very intelligent the cream of the crop <laughs> all right this is from i am tiny joe writes I, uh, <laughs> hey the names are making me laugh this morning what can i say <laughs> hey tiny joe so i am tiny joe says i was 20 when i learned that white meat and dark meat come from the same chicken <laughs> maybe you thought there were different races of chicken and uh you know that's where the meat came from but uh nope nope just uh different cuts of the chicken produce different darknesses of the meat oh and you said his name was joe his name is my name's joe exotic and this is sarge <laughs> hey i am tiny joe that might be the same <laughs> hey sarge <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one from obese pet rock again you can't come up with these names says they didn't realize that women didn't give birth out of their poopers. <laughs> my pants. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Wow, what sort of rock oh was obese gosh. pet rock living under to uh, not know where uh, women gave birth from? Hey, guys, I found out this super really cool story that uh, ladies, they don't uh, give birth to their poopo. Nope. Nope, they just dropped the smelly log. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, moving on with some <laughs> complete ridiculousness. Walden12 says uh, they realize that Houston is not the name of the guy astronauts, astronauts talk to. <laughs> so when you say, Houston, I have a problem, he's not talking to a guy named Houston. It might be the control center based in Houston. <sighs> Um, why is they always calling him Houston? How many Houston people work for NASA? <laughs> it, it's just the same guy's been working there forever. Yeah. Wow, man. All right. More confusion by, boy, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this name. 
says, I thought lions and tigers were the same animal all throughout my teenage years, but that lions were the boys and the tigers were the girls. <laughs> oh, you cool cats and kittens. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, thank God there. Well, let me rephrase that. I was going to say, thank God there's Google that you can look up just about anything. But even that information is uh, often skewed. Yo, yeah, sometimes you can't, but you remember everything you read on the internet is true. <laughs> I am a badass multimillionaire. I read that on the internet somewhere. You are? Is that on your Wikipedia page? It, it will be. If, if I will it to be and I type it to be, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's one uh, from Benny M81 says, when I was a kid, I somehow believed that every human has their own individual color of pee. And I was always so disappointed that mine was boring yellow when I could have had blue, green, or pink. Now, if you eat, uh, what is it, rutabagas or, um, oh, what is it uh, that turns it red? Uh, I am not, it's the, uh, is it the beet juice the or beet. something like the beet, that? Not the rutabaga, yeah. yeah. But uh, that would be interesting if uh, we all had rainbow colored pea. Yeah. Hey, what? Hey, Chris, what was your pee like today? Because mine was like a mixture of orange and blue. I was pissing the Denver Bronco colors today, baby. It was a great day. <laughs> and then there was a little burn after. Don't know what that was about, but we'll figure it out. Ooh, gives new meaning to the uh, Skittles <laughs> logo, uh, Taste the Rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, nope. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> All right, from uh, Jaeger Kitta. They put, uh, they realized, or they didn't realize that limes weren't just unripe lemons. And I could see where they'd make that mistake, but completely, two completely different fruits. Yep, two different ones. There you go, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is interesting. So Wesleya196 says, I was about 10 when I realized every state doesn't have their own brand of cars. Everyone in my house drove a Chevrolet, so I figured it was the state car, and that maybe Texas had Honda, California had Ford, etc. Now, while that is a dumb thought, Colorado definitely has a state car, and it is the Subaru Outback. Subaru. Yep, everyone (laughs) except myself. Has a Subaru, um, yeah. I uh, almost I I don't I was gonna say almost everyone I know, but a majority of people I know have a Subaru Outback or a Forester or something, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, can tell you, make, making out and doing stuff in the back of a Forester is not fun. <laughs> They're great cars in the snow, and I can see why people have them. But uh, yeah, Subaru is definitely the state car of Colorado, and it's starting to invade Nevada here as well. I was gonna say I saw a lot when I was home uh, a couple months ago. I, I saw a lot of Subies in Nevada. Um, you know, it, it, they're everywhere here in Colorado, man. There's, yeah. but it's also if you think about it. Think of a vehicle like if you're interested in purchasing or you have a, I don't want to say like a sports car or anything, but just a little bit of a fascination with, for some reason, you'll start noticing a ton of them out of nowhere. It's just kind of weird how that works. Yeah, it's called the red car effect. Unfortunately, we don't have time to go into it. But before we head into our long break, as far as embarrassing things that people learn too late in life, James and the Giant Ass learned, and Tony, you'll appreciate this, that Rottweilers are not just fat Dobermans. 
<laughs> oh man, that uh, I do appreciate that. We used to have a Rottweiler named Ginger, and while I loved her, that dog got spooked one night, and I tripped over her after a Metallica show. I got bit right in the face. So always have have a Rottweiler experience. And, uh, <laughs> thank God I kept the looks, man. The money maker. There you go. Well, folks, we're headed into our long break. We'll see you in about seven minutes with our call-in topic of the funniest TV commercials of all time. We'll see you guys in a bit. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. show it is a wednesday july 15th as i mentioned uh, you know we've got one hour in the books we're into our second one which is always our call-in topic where we love audience interaction whether you guys are giving us a call at 844-790-TALK that's 844-790-8255 or you're chiming in on our facebook watch party with whatever the topic might be now before we get there tony i know that uh you had a little lack of sleep how are you holding up in the second hour uh, holding up good. Had uh, finished the uh, green edition of a Red Bull. Super unhealthy. I don't know why I drink those damn things. But nonetheless, that's what I had for energy. But I'm holding up good. Um, wanted to take a quick second to give a shout out. I know we don't normally shout out stuff on the show. But uh, shout out to our sometimes co-host, Billy Galewood. Uh, the Celebrity Show Off has been going off uh, well with Jason Mraz. Check him out on YouTube.com. Uh, Billy Galewood or uh, Jace Mraz. Uh, very fun adventures on the uh, Mraz's Magical Maranch. So um, if you've been watching those, they've been really good, and it's cool to see Billy on there. So uh, shout out to Billy, Jason Mraz, and uh, check out Celebrity Show Off on TBS. They Pretty are, cool. They are hilarious. Yeah. And if if you get our type of humor, then you'll enjoy it. Yeah. But that's it. Otherwise, I'm holding up good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. So speaking of humor, our call-in topic today that we want you guys to chime in on. Again, that number is 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll-free from anywhere in the world, even if you are in Thailand. And hey, somebody's calling again. <sighs> Get ready to throw that phone <laughs> out the window. That's not the call-in we want. That's not, we- yeah, yeah, that's not the phone the other phone is the one we want. In any case, <laughs> our call-in topic today is the funniest TV uh-huh. commercials of all time. Now, uh, what were we talking about yesterday that uh, we mentioned this would be a good topic? Do you recall, Tom? Uh, we, it was during our call-in segment yesterday. Um, it had just kind of come up, and you're like, ooh, that would be a good segment. But uh, I don't 100% remember what triggered it. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, here we are. 
Here we are. So uh, I asked Tony to send me a couple of his choices for uh, funniest TV commercials of all time. There's so many out there. And uh, we'll go ahead and play his first one. I I forgot about these until you had mentioned it. But uh, always, I, I love the series of them and picked one of my favorites. So let's give it a listen Perfect. real quick. It's Peyton. It's Peyton on Sunday morning. Hey, man. What about Peyton? You know I have direct TV NFL Sunday ticket. I get every game, every Sunday, all in HD. Uh, yeah, I know that. So you want to come over? I'll make nachos. I can't right now, man. I'm playing. Well, well, oh, yeah. Well. All right. Pencil you in for Tuesday. Get NFL Sunday ticket included at no extra charge. Only on direct TV. Peyton Manning is the king of football commercials. I mean, he's doing, is it Allstate or um, which insurance uh, commercial? With- it's, uh, geez, Louise, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now on that one. It's not Allstate because that's uh, Dennis Haysberg. Uh, right. Yeah. It's not State um, Farm. No, it's it? the one with... Uh, Nationwide? Nationwide is on your side. Yeah, Nationwide. Yeah, that's what it's... Yeah. Damn, I couldn't think, because uh, he, he partnered with Kenny Chesney on it and all that good stuff, but... Uh, Wasn't it Brad Paisley? Did I say Kenny Chesney? You yeah, did. I meant Brad Paisley. <laughs> Gosh, I'm off. I don't know. I got all excited. There's a Peyton commercial. I was going to point to my Peyton stuff over here on the shelf. I threw up the jersey. Uh, yeah, man. Huge... <laughs> Huge Peyton Manning fan. But the ser- Not just because he was the Broncos, but I yeah. mean, the guy's just hilarious, too. Yeah. And the series of retirement ads, he did like this one uh, following his retirement, were just genius. Now, the second commercial uh, that Tony sent over is one that's unintentionally funny. It's a local one that really only people who grew up in sort of the Reno, Carson City area would know. But uh, Tony references it pretty often. Let's go ahead and play that now. <laughs> yeah. In 2007, Chinese Restaurant News presented the top 100 Chinese restaurants from across America, voting based on About Face's Mystery Diner program, as well as direct votes from the customers themselves. Panda Kitchen Chinese Restaurant in Carson City was chosen as one of America's top 100 Chinese restaurants, with over 43,000 restaurants participating. Thank you again for voting us the best. Panda Kitchen Chinese Restaurant, still the best place in Carson City for great Chinese food. So, oh, man, if I could have, that one was like not my favorite, but it's the only one I could find. But he used to have this slogan at the end. And I mean, no offense when I do this, but this is how it would go. At the end, he would always say, oh, for good time and good eats. Casa City, Panda Kitchen, where it's okay to use a fork. <laughs> you know? Hey, that's that a hell of a just, tagline. Dude, I loved it. It was great. The guy was hilarious. It was a staple. Uh, living in Carson City, you had so many local commercials. Like, it was always like homemade commercial, homemade commercial. Ooh, a national commercial homemade commercial and that was always my favorite growing up yeah that was a good one and like i said while the topic is intentionally funny tv commercials uh those you know we always got a kick out of you know growing up here in uh, the northern nevada area now for my picks uh i picked two commercials they are national commercials but they have lines in them that i still quote regularly let's go ahead and give this first one and this one's football related um you're going to hear just a bunch of sounds at the beginning. And basically to paint a picture, it is of the field attendant who is painting the uh, um, the team name in the end zone. And so you'll get a sense of uh, how that ends up here at the end. 
Snickers. You spell it. Yeah. <laughs> Great googly moogly. Yeah. You spell it wrong. Yeah. I still quote that. Yeah. So to give you a sense, you know, the first half of the commercial was him painstakingly painting the uh, the end zone, and so the payoff is obviously that he spelled out chefs instead of chiefs, and then you get that wonderful line, "Great googly moogly." No, great googly moogly. And then finally, before we open up the phone lines to you guys, the listeners, to chime in with your favorite funny TV commercial, again, this is one that I still quote all the time, probably, I I was laughing hysterically when I pulled it up. Haven't seen it in years, but uh, you'll see why here in a sec. You tried these? Berries and cream starburst? Pardon me? What kind of starburst did you just say? Berries and... Berries? Berries and what else? And cream? Berries and cream. Oh, hurrah. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. Oh, I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. <laughs> I... I've never seen that one. I've oh never heard that before. You got you got to watch the YouTube video. Okay. Just type in Starburst Berries and Cream. It is weird. It is funny. And anytime I go to a restaurant where on the uh, dessert menu it has berries and cream, that instantly pops into my mind. That's hilarious. I've never heard it, but I I have an image of what I think it'll be like when I watch it. Oh, it's okay. even it's even was, weirder was- than you imagine. Okay. <laughs> Berries and cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is that time, folks. We're opening the phone lines to you. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255 with your pick for the funniest TV commercial of all time. When we get back, we open the phone lines to you. We'll see you in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 15th. We are in the middle of our call-in topic, talking about the um, funniest TV commercials of all time. Berries and cream, berries and cream, all oh, the berries and cream. I had just enough time to edit only that portion. (laughs) I still get a kick out of that. But folks, we want you to call in now with your pick for the funniest TV commercials of all time. That number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Or you can chime in on our Facebook page uh, just in the comments section and uh, let us know what your pick is. So while we're waiting for some calls to come in, and don't be shy, we're not going to make fun of you. We're just having a good time here. Wanted to run down some of the uh, the best TV commercials of all time as uh, uh, composed by the internet. 
I'd have to say that it is no doubt that the Old Spice guy is a staple of commercials, that those Old Spice commercials are just weird. You have uh, Isaiah <laughs> Mustafa, who is the Old Spice guy, or at least was the Old Spice guy. I still think the best of them. Um, you know, after that, you had Terry Crews do it for a little while. But they were just naturally weird. They stuck in your head, and uh, they resonated with uh, men if a, of a new generation. You know, Old Spice was always, you know, your grandfather's uh, aftershave, and now they've got, uh, you know, aftershave and soaps and shaving creams and a whole line of products for uh, sort of the hipster crowd. Yeah. Do you have your swagger deodorant? This is the swagger edition with the tiger on it. <laughs> So, a uh, great series of commercials, always weird, definitely worth checking out. Uh, the other ones that oh, I loved back in the early 2000s, um, you know, football obviously spawns a lot of commercials. You know, the best commercials typically come out around Super Bowl time. That's when people definitely spend the most amount of money on them. Uh, recent years, they've been sort of disappointing, but uh, there's a few ones that come out. But uh, my favorite of the early 2000s was Reebok, and if you remember, uh, Terry Tate, office linebacker. No. You don't, don't remember, remember Terry that. Tate? Mm. <sighs> Tony, Let me Google. Tony, okay. I'm disappointed. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not triggering. Yeah, it's, you know, it's an office with cubicles and things along those lines. But, uh, you know, Terry T Tate was there to regulate on uh, people who weren't turning in their reports on time or uh, jammed copy machines and uh, usually did so with um, a heavy hand. He would tackle people and, and slam machines and always really good commercials nope but i just saw one <laughs> i'm not gonna say it online on here but i'll tell you in the break i just saw one on there so i see who he is but yeah i don't recall him really i don't know man yeah I, I don't know oh yeah. well well speaking of football uh snickers has always had a fantastic line of commercials Obviously, the uh, chef's one that I played, Great Googly Moogly, uh, was a Snickers one. They had a series of commercials that were always, um, you know, you're not yourself when you're hungry. And my favorite of that campaign was the one with Betty White, where it's a bunch of guys playing, uh, like, backyard football, and they keep tackling Betty White, and uh, she's getting frustrated. And uh, obviously, you know, you're not yourself, and she has a Snickers, becomes a normal person. But, uh, you know, Betty White is the ageless wonder who always, always entertains. Yeah, that one I do remember, and that was awesome because, like, did she get like hit? And she's like, "You hit like a girl or something like that." And you're like, "Damn, you hit the American treasure!" Don't. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, do you remember a campaign from? I want to say the late 90s, early 2000s. It was uh, Budweiser, and they did some TV commercials. It was mostly uh, uh, radio commercials, but it was the Real Men of Genius. Oh, yeah. That Real Men of Genius. <laughs> and then they like had some, hey, thanks, Mr. Wood Chipper Chipper, when you're chipping wood, or something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah, those were great. Oh, those were so good. Um the TV commercials had the studio musician who was, you know, singing his heart into the microphone. And then, of course, they always picked, uh, you know, somebody who was doing something so mundane, but, uh, you know, really gave them props. Uh, definitely they should bring back. those back. Those were really good because they also had, like, the middle line. 
he's always chipping wood or something stupid like <laughs> he's got like that deep line to it the little fill-in oh those yeah. were always so yeah, good they, they were awesome yes <laughs> now folks we do want to hear from you there is still time we've got about four minutes left in the segment give us a call right now 844-790-TALK 844-790-8255 with your pick for the funniest tv commercials of all time now another great super bowl commercial and campaign was doritos back in 2013 2014 where they invited uh, independent filmmakers, people to uh, essentially create their own Doritos commercials. They were voted on, and then the best one was picked to air during the Super Bowl. Now, the one that won in 2014 was uh, titled Time Machine. Do you remember this one, Tone? I do, yep. So it's a guy walking by eating Doritos, and it's a little kid sitting outside with a cardboard, uh, you know, like refrigerator box that says Time Machine, and uh, the guy asks him, Asks the little kid, does it work? He invites him in, gives the kid the Doritos, and uh, while he's in there, the kid's kicking the box around, and when he comes out, uh, the kid's handed the Doritos bag to his uh, grandfather, and uh, the guy comes out, obviously, to find an old man holding the Doritos, and uh, the time machine in his mind worked. You know, how long was I in there? But uh, a great, great commercial. Yeah, that one was a very good one. Uh, Lacey uh, chimed in. She thought she said the time machine was a good one. Um, so we had some interaction on the show. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Uh, All right. um, but uh, yeah, no, that was one of my favorite Dorito commercials. Um, Doritos, sometimes they had some really good ones. I think they had Cindy Crawford in them in the early 90s. I remember, I yeah. 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 She well, would, she also did Pepsi too, right? Yeah. Which Doritos and Pepsi always kind of went hand in hand back then. Yep. Speaking of commercials or uh, speaking of interaction, we do have a caller on the line. Who are we speaking with? This is Russ. Hey, Russ. How you doing today? Hi, Russ. All right. Uh, so, uh, what hey, is, what's your pick rem- for the I remember one commercial when I was a kid. Okay. It was about a McCullough chainsaw. <laughs> okay. Okay, when they came out with the Eager Beaver Chainsaw. <laughs> How did the commercial go? Anyhow, there were these two little beavers. They were walking around the saw, you know. And said, you know, that thing might cut trees faster than we can, but there's one thing we can do. He says, yeah, what's that? He says, it can't swim. <laughs> I'll have to check that one out. It sounds like a good commercial, and uh, you know, Russ. Uh, yeah, it was way back in the late '60s, early '70s. So. I'm sure it still exists on YouTube. I'll do a little uh, deep dive down the rabbit hole. But uh, Russ, definitely appreciate you chiming in. We always love the interaction. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate Bye, you listening and calling in, buddy. All right, later. See Bye. You. Bye. All right. Love it when people call in. Absolutely I should have asked. We should have asked. I always forget about it till it's too late. But Russ, if you're watching, you'll have to let us know where you're from. We didn't ask where you were from. Yeah, chime in on Facebook. And then uh, finally, before we head into the commercial break, uh, again, we love when people chime in. But you can do that on the Phoenix line after we go. Geico is known for their wonderful commercials. Oh, Obviously, we use yeah. uh, you know a piece of that for our Wednesdays. Hump day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Russ's commercial actually reminded me of one of my favorites. Hey, you dang woodchucks, quit chucking my wood. 
Oh, yeah, it. that was a good one. Dude, Geico had so many. They still do to this day. I mean, they they brought classic, a lot of them back too. Yeah, they get they're able to do the nostalgia. I remember it spun off that crappy caveman show though. Yeah, like good 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 commercials, but uh, really bad, really bad TV show. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for our call-in topic of the funniest TV commercials of all time. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, lawyers who have shared their clients' oops moments. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 15th. Now, we mentioned it before. We mention it every day. In fact, we mention it twice a day. Talking about the Phoenix line, it is a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where you guys can call in, chime in on anything. Maybe you want to chime in on our call-in topic of the funniest TV commercials of all time. We invite you to do so. Give us a call, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 if you don't have those little alphanumeric characters on your keypad. Again, any topic, just to check in. You can rant, rave, tell us if we're wrong. Keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future segment. Now, with this segment, wanted to talk about lawyers. So uh, we have a show here on America Matters Media every Tuesday called State Your Case uh, with three local attorneys, great guys. Uh, you know, they talk about uh, cases that are happening nationally, cases that are happening locally. And uh, one of them mentioned uh, a, a case where somebody essentially put their foot in their mouth and uh, ended up ruining the entire case. And I figured, you know what, that probably happens a lot. And so I pulled up a uh, compilation of uh, lawyers who had shared their clients' oops moments and wanted to share them with you guys. So the first one to give you a sense of what we're looking at, person writes, not a lawyer, but a law student. This was in a case that my professor showed us in class. Some guy was accused of something, I cannot remember what, but the judge spoke, uh, set him free because there wasn't enough evidence he had done it. The guy says to the judge, thank you, judge, I'll never do it again. Obviously, the DA appealed and got him convicted. Um, he admitted guilt right after it had been thrown out, and uh, you got to choose your words wisely. Yeah, absolutely. you got to be careful, especially when it comes to... Uh you know, lawsuits or anything like that. You got to really choose your words wise because uh, one wrong thing and the whole case is blown. Oh, case yeah. in point. And opposing lawyers will pick things out and will. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm fascinated by the whole law system. I think in another life I, I, I would have made a good attorney, but uh, you know what? I'd rather be doing this than that. We'll just. Yeah, absolutely. One. It's funny, too. You know, I know there's going to be a lot more stories of this, but it's kind of the criminals are sometimes really stupid and they post on their Facebook. And sometimes if you do a little legwork, you could just kind of end the whole thing. Um, that's how I got out of uh, going to uh, a court thing with uh, having to testify against a lady because mm -hmm. uh, she posted that Facebook. Ah. Oh, Tony. 
Tony, Dang, I caught Tony, that one. Tony, Tony. That's three. Stuff. Freestyle. Uh, I gotta stay on script. Hold on. I gotta make a note. <laughs> 9.34. It just go 9.33 is when that happened. Now that's like a double-double with cheese. Yeah. Hold, yep. the, hold the cheese. That's two double-doubles now. <laughs> uh, well, before you drop the S-bomb. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one. I apologize. I knew when it slipped, too. I was like, ugh. But before you drop that, it, it made me think of the, um, oh, what is it, the um, police stations. And maybe our, our friend Sheriff Jerry could uh, chime in on this. Ooh, where hi, uh, Sheriff Jerry. They post up onto uh, 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 Facebook or social media something along the lines of, you know, free cocaine check. We'll make sure that it's free from coronavirus. You know, just bring it in and we'll, uh, we'll check it for <laughs> you. And people come in and obviously get arrested. But how dumb do you have to be? Way to yeah, go, like, Return all stolen merchandise. We can verify if it was actually stolen or not. Ooh, uh, that's a good idea. There. Yeah, come on in. Oh, sorry. Yep, you're going to jail. <laughs> all right, moving on. This next story. My friend is a guardian ad litem, a child protection court. She gets a case where the mother was charged for endangerment because she left her kids in a hot car in the summer which you shouldn't do. It was an awful case. Kids were in the car over 30 minutes in 90-plus degree heat and nearly died. Police broke the window, got them out, and rushed them to the hospital. Mom goes to court and is assigned a public defender. First day in court, the police department is uh, talking to her, and my friend is reviewing the case file since the kids are her clients. Sheriff's deputy comes into the courtroom, asks, Anybody in here drive a black Toyota? The mom says, I do. Sheriff responds, license plate number, reads it out. The mom replies, yep. Sheriff says, is it parked in the garage outside the courthouse? Mom replies, yes. Sheriff uh, responds, "Um, you left your kids in it. Uh, My friend said it was the only time she had seen a public defender visibly facepalm. The woman left her kids in a hot car at her court date for leaving the kids in a hot, hot car. You can't make this stuff up. Wow. So that's why she was at uh, her. So she was going to court based on uh, being penalized for leaving her kids in a hot car. Then she shows up to it and does the same thing. Yep. Yep. Did this happen in Florida? Uh, doesn't say, but I wouldn't doubt uh, it. Way to go, a <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, that's like the people Jeez. who show up to court for uh, uh, stealing a car in a stolen car. <sighs> They ain't gonna know. I'm already getting it's double jeopardy. He can't get me twice. <laughs> uh, you can't fix stupid. All right, moving wow. on. Years ago, I worked in personal injury, and we had a woman come to us saying that she slipped and fell outside of a nail salon because they hadn't swept up the wet leaves outside the door. So we take the case, and almost immediately we got a call from the opposing counsel saying he's going to courier us something important. We open it. Pop the disc in the computer, and right there is security cam footage of our client picking up the wet leaves, putting them on the sidewalk, and sitting down on them before calling for help. I've never faced palms so hard. Needless to say, we dropped the case. People, you are being watched all the time, whether it's CCTV, people on their phones. You can't get away with that stuff anymore. Yeah, you can't. You and I are being watched right now. You can't do nothing. Nope. Shoot, you can't even say the S word without like being like, whoop, busted. Yep, yep. That time I said shoot, so we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, people just don't think about it. And in this day and age, 
there's cameras literally everywhere doorbells drones there street cams it's everywhere man yeah everywhere big brother is watching i would love to be a fly on the wall of a personal injury attorney just to see some of the ridiculous cases that come in oh yeah and i can only imagine being in the public realm some of the stuff i've seen uh case in point uh that uh, picture I sent you yesterday of a grown man throwing a temper tantrum, li- literally. Um, yeah, it just doesn't surprise me. People, uh, they just don't think; they just do. They do. We got to give them Not one of these. Way to go, a hole! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. I was tangentially involved in a custody dispute. The dad alleged mom was doing all sorts of things, and he should have had the kid. Dad's attorney grilled the mom for about 20 minutes on text she had sent claiming to sell her prescriptions. She wouldn't admit it. Dad's attorney moved on and eventually ended with, One more question. Where did you get the pills you were selling? Mom responds without thinking, Oh, my doctor prescribed them. Again, watch what you say. Lawyers are good at asking and leading questions that will obviously those sorts of uh, responses but uh yeah yeah think think before you say yeah that doesn't happen too often. <laughs> uh, if this wasn't a show that was governed by the fcc i would definitely read the next one but i can't so if you want to read number eight head over to the facebook uh christian phoenix radio facebook page um in a couple hours when i post it and just read number eight because, boy, that one is a doozy. Does it say more than my one slip-up? Oh, yes. Yes, it's <laughs> okay, quite good, graphic. Yeah. All right. Uh, this <laughs> next one, we had just had a girl in a bail hearing for a first offense shoplifting charge tell the judge, I don't know why I'm being charged with this. I didn't shoplift. All I did was take the price tag from one mas- mascara and put it on another mascara. I didn't steal. <sighs> She needed an attorney because obviously that is stealing if you are changing the price tags. Now, is that something yeah. you ever run into, uh, Tone, or your systems are pretty well managed? Yeah, our systems are well managed. We get a lot of people that try to pass the uh, there was no sign or they'll take pictures of another store, like if it's a display markdown, and they'll bring that picture in to try to get the product for that price. Um, or they'll claim they saw something. They don't read the sign above it and they'll be like, Oh, it was yesterday. Case in point, someone did with a vanity that was $550. They were like, Oh, it said $200 back there. And then when you check, it's like, there is a $200 sign, but it's clearly to the left over a display vanity, a different vanity that has doesn't even match the vanity she bought. So yeah. Um, you can't really pull the crap like you can at like a mom pop store where mm-hmm. you could just swip, say swip, swap swip. the barcodes or something like that. Yeah, we don't have too much of that. I'm not saying it, I'm sure people might try to do that, but our cashiers are pretty good about paying attention. Pretty That's good. good. That's good. Yeah. But she gets one of these. Way to go, a hole. All right. And then finally, it's be- not stealing. <laughs> Before we head into the break, into our final segment. Person writes, I've told this story before, but I might as well put it here. This guy wanted custody over his children after a divorce, and his wife was accusing him of physical abuse. He was asked if he had ever abused his wife, and he straight up said, Yes, but only when she annoyed me. 
or something along <laughs> those lines. I was ready to straight up leave the courtroom and laugh my ass off. This was like wow. a six years ago. I've forgotten about, but uh, yeah, you know, if you're being accused of abuse, uh, I mean, obviously he admitted it, but uh, not a very strong defense in his. Court. No, I'm going to win this case because my name is Jeff and I just only hit my girlfriend on the weekends which she annoys me because my my name is Jeff and I just couldn't help myself because my my name is Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently he thought it was justified. Obviously the court feels differently as do most people. Well folks, when we <laughs> come back as we do every day finishing up Pretty the uh, <laughs> finishing up the show we have this day in history. We'll drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh a little bit, and uh, we'll wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Well, folks, you did it. You made it to the end of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 15th. We certainly thank you guys for sticking with us each and every day. But sadly, we are at the end. Now, uh, before we get to this day in history, I want to remind everybody that uh, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. You can get audio there, you can get video there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And as always, Tony. Sharing is caring. And uh, really want to get the G's in there. Exactly. Really want to thank our podcast listeners. Um, You know, we started the show on May 4th, so it's been. about two months now. Yeah, two months, yeah. And we just hit over 6,000 downloads. That's awesome. And I got to say, too, I'm glad you stopped to talk about the podcast. Um, over the weekend on my road trip to Nebraska, um, I tested it out on uh, our Apple podcast and Spotify because I am you know, a big Spotify guy. And I got to say, I really love the Spotify version because it, it – and if you subscribe to it down at the bottom – It'll tell you exactly what the show's about, but in this cool graphic box. Like yesterday, it or Monday when we didn't do the show, it said today is a best of from blah blah blah, and and, and it was really cool how it was set up. And the and the thing is too, if you guys listen on podcasts, you can skip the adverts, so you don't get to partake live, but uh, you can get through it without the uh, commercials. We'll talk about going to commercial break, but then. Like DDR, right, right. Back and with the podcast, we will start bringing in advertisers, but it's not going to be the full three minutes each break. So, uh, you know, it is a uh, easier to ingest version uh, sometimes than the live show, but we do love the live interaction as well. Yes. All that. And again, g- suggestions, stuff, please. Phoenix Line, Phoenix Facebook page, you know, we this is your guys' show too. So jump on in, let us know. Yep. 
Well, as I mentioned, Ryan is out this week. We expect to see him back live and in studio next week. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and take us through this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. All right, kicking things off. This day in 1799, no, it isn't the language learning app, but the Rosetta Stone <laughs> is found in the Egyptian village of Rosetta by French Captain Pierre-Francois Bouchard during Napoleon's Egyptian campaign. Honestly, I don't know what the Rosetta Stone actually was. I just know the uh, language learning app that uh, is promoted these days. Rosetta Stone, baby! Oui, oui, woo, woo. There you go. Bastille Day! Maybe it helped Napoleon learn English. This was a stone! So he could, uh, uh, uh... I sounded like Watto there from, uh, frickin' uh, Phantom Menace. Ernie! That's a pretty good Watto. <laughs> All right, moving on. This day in 1898, Camillo Golgi discovers the Golgi apparatus, a delicate network inside cells essential for the transmission and reception of information between cells. And for this discovery, he won the Nobel Prize. Um, I mean, uh, anytime you win a Nobel Prize, it is not a small discovery. Not exactly sure what information it's transmitting, but it's significant. On this day in history. Hey, Scott! <laughs> Moving yeah. on, 1909, Detroit's future baseball Hall of Fame center fielder Ty Cobb smashes two inside the park homers to lead the Tigers to a sweep of the Washington Senators, nine to five and seven to zero. An inside the park home run is a hard thing to do, and uh, Ty Cobb did, did it one, or twice in the same day while playing for the Girl Cats. <laughs> earlier animal tales yep all right in 1912 american athlete jim thorpe is placed in top four or jim thorpe places top four in all 10 events for an olympic record of 8413 points to win the decathlon gold medal at the stockholm olympics uh, apparently his medal was stripped in 1913 when he became a pro baseball player because the Olympics are for amateurs, but then again reinstated in 1982. Boy, a lot of rules there. Yo, gotcha. Yeah, too many rules for that, amateurs. <laughs> what is this amateur hour? <laughs> and then uh, just looking at our Facebook page here, uh, Elk Spray, who... Is that... That's Lace. That's Lacey. That's Lacey. Yeah, oh, that, hey, Lacey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she shortens that for her kids' names and her husband's name. That makes sense. Uh, so she mentioned what the Rosetta Stone is. I'll read it so Tony doesn't Filippo it. The, Ros <laughs> the Rosetta Stone is a granodorite steel inscribed with three versions of a decree issued in Memphis, Egypt in 196 BC during the Patol. Ptolemyac, boy, I'm Filippoing it, dynasty on behalf of King Ptolemy V Epiphanes. So uh, if you got any of those words that I actually said, you'll know what the Rosetta Stone was. <laughs> right. I'm glad you read that because I attempted it and I was going to give uh, Lacey a shout out on it. But then I was like, I can't I can't read that. That's a little tough. For That's me. a tough one. <laughs> now, I'm proud of you because you're the you're the intelligent one of the show. I'm the goofball that will butcher the crap. Hence the Filippoing terms. So, hey, I, you know, yeah. I would have messed that up. So. <laughs> All right, moving on. This day in 1916, 
thanks to this guy, the Boeing Company, formed by William Boeing in Seattle, Washington, was founded. Obviously, Boeing is the maker of many of our aircrafts these days, and uh, you know, air travel wouldn't be possible without them. Yes, uh, I, this is what happens when you turn to read a quick text and you totally miss what you said, and I'm just going to smile cutely into the screen. Well, maybe, maybe you'll have input on this one. This day in 1922, the first duck-billed platypus was publicly exhibited in U.S. in the U.S. at a New York zoo. <laughs> that, was a, that was a crappy Donald, man. That, Normally, it's better. Duck-billed platypus, those are weird, weird, interesting creatures. Yeah, yeah they're basically ducks with hair. And Could you imagine seeing one of those for the first time? No, it's just... I wouldn't. I wouldn't even touch it. This goes back to animal tales as well. You don't go touch wild animals, and especially if they're weird looking. Now, I think it's just like what a flat duck, and it's like a duck and an otter, like a hybrid in the Pokemon chamber, or something like probably, that. Probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Speaking of Nobel prize winners and this one was a huge discovery in 1941 howard florey and norman heatley present freeze-dried mold cultures which resented uh, resulted in penicillin so early antibiotics which cure so many things and we're so grateful for these days yeah well and that's good we need more and more like how about a cure for the coronavirus we, we need some penicillin for that, damn it. <laughs> All right, this day, 1960, Chubby Checker releases his version of The Twist in the U.S. And, uh, you know, that got the young people dancing and old people just didn't understand. Come on, baby, let's do the twist. <laughs> Remember there was, uh, in a throwback to yesterday's food topics with generic foods, do you remember there was a uh, a generic Chubby Checkers uh, knockoff song, but for the Oreo commercials, like when they had the no. twist off? Yeah. Interesting. Kind of weird. And there was a big knockoff version of Chubby Checkers because obviously uh, he was uh, he passed away a while ago, I would imagine. He did. I think he was uh, – was he in the flight that took down uh, uh, Buddy Holly and everybody else? Oh, Richie Valens? Richie I think, Valens. Uh, I think he might have been like, I know he was involved with that. I don't know if he took the car or if he joined the flight. I know the big bopper was on there. Richie balance. I don't know. That's something. Uh, let us know on the Phoenix line. There you go. All right. Know. Uh, with a minute 20 left this day, 1972. Oh, I don't know if we can politically say this anymore. Honky Chateau becomes Elton John's first number one album in the U S includes the hit rocket man. Was the honky one, get back, honky cat, you man, <laughs> get back. <laughs> I, I couldn't I miss, uh, I miss Wink's uh, Eddie Vedder's because I can't oh, do them. But uh, that started to go a little Eddie Vedder-ish versus uh, Elton John. <laughs> All right. And uh, before we head out for the day, let's go ahead and hit up some of today's holidays. There are a lot of them. So we'll get through as many as we can. Today is Gummy Worm Day. It is I Love oh. Horses Day. Chewy. Income tax payday, so do your taxes if you haven't. This is a day that uh, Tony and I observe every day, National Be a Dork Day. Mm-hmm. It is National, Ta- 24/7. <laughs> National Tapioca Pudding Day, National Pet Fire Safety Day, National Respect Canada Day, 
And uh, if Tony heads down to Panda Kitchen, it is Orange Chicken Day. Well, folks, thank you for sticking with us. Do the fuck! (laughs) We will see you all tomorrow with a brand new show. Enjoy your Wednesday.